0: so the server man next to me he was just like Uh, just into the air right if you have something to say say it to my face right so i looked at him i was like ah turn to my friends was like hey tone it down a bit and like everybody dropped in volume 20 seconds later he was like and then i went off on it what's up koreka welcome back to the podcast this week we
1: talked to jason also known as supersonic so you might have seen him before he was featured on dogen's channel and also interviewed previously by dogen he streams on twitch Gaming. He also has an ebook about life in Japan. In this podcast, we talk about his experience learning Japanese, coming to Japan and staying here, and his thoughts on just living in Japan in general.
2: But you guys know what needs to be done here. We have to collectively destroy the like button and collectively
1: follow us both on Twitter. So let's go get right to it. Alright, so Jason, can you give us a quick background of who you are and where you're at today?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh what's up? Jason, um, Born in the US, uh, grew up on video games and martial arts basically. Around 2013, I came over to Japan through an exchange program. It was supposed to only be for a year. Decided, you know what, I like it. So I extended that to actually going full-time to that school, which turned into, while I'm in Japan, I might as well job hunt. You know, when am I going to get this opportunity again? And found my job, and here I am, eight years later. (laughs)
1: Oh wow, so you never lived outside of Japan again after that?
0: I- yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, I came to Japan and basically, like, I went back to visit a couple times, right? But aside from that, like, I've just been here since 13. I mean, it's interesting how it happened. like, in my mind how it happened because a lot of it was just me taking advantage of opportunities given. Especially when I was here as an exchange student, I thought to myself, I was like, you know, I do want to come back and I could either come back as a, uh, a tourist, right? But then you have to worry about you know all kinds of visas, you have to worry about where you stay, of course like Airbnbs, it's a lot of money, right? Or if I just fully transferred in, I was like, all right, cool, I can get to live here under student visa, I can just move into an apartment with some friends, get a part-time job, and you know, just go ahead and play it out. And then same thing happened with the uh, job hunting. I was like, you know, either way, like if I fail job hunting or if I don't do it, either way I'll be going back to America. So literally what's the harm in it? And so I just went for it. And uh, sure enough, you know, like you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. I'm glad I took this shot.
1: How would you describe your um, like Japanese level when you were like job hunting or even after your study abroad?
0: Uh, It's kind of in flex actually. I feel like my Japanese as a whole was probably strongest while i was job hunting i would say i was around like into like you know into a uh, give or take i was coming directly out of university which by the way my university was like an international business university like i had japanese classes there but it wasn't like a language school it was a mix of you know like 50 percent japanese 50 percent like 80 different countries right so there weren't a lot of people like relatively for the balance wanting to speak english outside of class and just day to day so i really had to kind of go out of my way to make sure that, Hey, I'm learning this language. So do you, you don't use like Japanese that much outside of, of work? I would say I do. It depends. It really depends on the day, but, um, I do have, I would say three groups of friends, but that's really kind of saying like, you know, is it on or is it off, but I have my, uh, you know, non-Japanese friends that speak predominantly English or my Japanese friends. that want to speak a lot of English. And then I have my Japanese friends that only speak English. And then I have those friends that are like, you know, in the middle. So depending on who else we're with, we'll just switch languages as needed. I could have one week where I go the whole week and basically speak maybe an hour's worth of English. Or I could have a week where, you know, I just almost speak no Japanese other than, you know, talking to somebody at a convenience store or a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it really just kind of depends.
1: Yeah, and probably at this point, like you've been in Japan so long, you probably nothing like... Throws you out of left field, right? Or, or, or do you sometimes happens
0: I would say not too much. I tried to, well, so actually I was really fortunate before I even got here in the first place. I took about like a, like about two semesters of uh, Japanese in US. But the teacher that I had was very, very good about teaching us culture and how Japan is along with the language. When I came here in the first place, I didn't have that initial culture shock that a lot of people have so kind of like working off of that i had a really solid base so though i've had my moments where i've been caught you know off guard generally speaking it's like oh okay i can kind of see this coming or this would naturally come to this point because of x y and z
1: do you have any um stories of getting like nihongo joshu'd? Does that still
0: happen today? oh man um <laughs> absolutely absolutely so it's funny actually the um despite the whole like you know culture thing of you know like learning the culture and stuff like that uh i came here and i wasn't expecting to be like i guess nihongo Jozud like that mm-hmm. and so somebody would say something and, like, or, you know, somebody would respond, say something, and I would respond, like, oh, and they'd be like, ah, nihongo jousu. I'm like, Dakido, demo, ka, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how do you know how good my Japanese is just by saying thank you? And so, like, that was a whole thing. And then I do realize that it was kind of a double whammy. There was a part, of, there was a time where I kind of. Realize that that kind of stopped happening. I can't put my finger on it because it's not just like in like full speech. I would have times where I would go to a gro- like a grocery store, and they would say like they would ask, "Hey, do you need a bag?" And I'm th- sitting there thinking like, "Can I carry this in my hands? Can I put one in my pocket? Like, do I need a bag?" And they're like, "Uh, uh, bag, bag." And I'm like, "No, this, the language is not the problem. I just really don't know if I need a bag or not, right?" But nowadays that doesn't really happen. Like the same question gets asked, and I'll be like. Uh, and like they don't stop they don't even they're like they understand i'm just thinking and it's not like a communication problem and i right. don't know if it's just like how i carry myself or like you know how i just navigate but i think it's just one of those things where even if other people don't know it they like people can just innately sense it That it's like oh, okay like you know what's going on so i don't need to worry about like communication becoming as more japanese right. yeah, you yeah, yeah, to, like, right. the
2: native japanese aura
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly just like boom like, plus 10 to social interactions and also like uh i mean as i like i know you guys are aware of Dogan uh, dogen and whatnot dogen's video was absolutely true it's like there is a point where people stop ask or stop telling you nihongo jozu and they just straight up are like like, or in my case, like, I remember the first time that somebody asked me if I was half Japanese and that was the most like that caught me off guard. But that was also like super, they like that was you. the biggest compliment that somebody <laughs> could have ever given me on my Japanese. And I was like, what half of me looks half? I mean, thank you. <laughs> right so like that was a cool feeling yeah
2: it kind of reminded me of one other factor that we've actually just talked a lot about recently on the podcast which is the whole genre of shocking people with your japanese right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was wondering if you had any stories of where you would absolutely just shocked people
0: like you'd say something like hey oh yeah i yeah i've definitely and it's like i'm not gonna lie there's times i've weaponized it like absolutely (laughs) um like you know not for anything nefarious or anything but there's just times where um i would go to like some outings or whatever i would be with my friends and they would be introducing me to their group of friends and you know like they might be japanese or like you know half japanese but they speak english before we even really get to like you know establishing what language we're speaking everybody's just immediately like oh nice to meet you nice to meet you nice to meet you so i'm like all right cool well then we'll just rock with english for a while like at some point it'll just be like like for example like you know at like izakaya or something right Right. um like we're all we're all just talking just having a good time and then you know the waiter or waitress comes by asks us what we want to order and so i like so i was talking to them i was like oh, i'm thinking they're probably getting this 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 and then just like when it's going around the table i see them open their mouth to start ordering for me and so i just beat them to the punch i just order for myself and like you speak english are oh, you speak japanese and i was like yeah it's like i didn't know you didn't ask <laughs> but yeah like i think The only one negative time I've had with it actually comes back to the whole uh, kind of the something that threw me off guard or like the culture shock aspect was one time I was just with a bunch of friends. This is a while back and we were in a ramen restaurant and we're all drinking. It's like, you know, one o'clock in the morning or something. We're all in a ramen restaurant. And so we're all talking. And I think it's like me, two people are full Japanese and the other two people are half Japanese. And there's one other like English person so it's, it's a, a group of us so i happen to be on the farthest end of our group because we're all sitting at the counter right so we can't like we're all lined up and right, so right. on my left side is just you know some salary man, right of course we're all you know having a good time just talking and stuff we're being loud right so the man next to me he was just like oh, you're just sorry, nah, just into the air right for me as an american it's like you don't just come like it's, if you have something to say say it to my face right, right but right. I do. I did know that. Like, well, I was drunk too, but I knew that we were being loud. So, like, I was. So, I looked at him. I was like, so sent. Turn to my friends. Was like, hey, tone it down a bit. And like, everybody dropped noticeably. Like, you know, in volume. And then it was like 20 seconds later. He was like, yeah, to my And then I went off on him. Like, I went off him in Japanese. I was like, <laughs> I, I just went. I was like. You know, I understand you, right? I try to calm down. Don't you think we tried to do something like if you Have a problem with you say it to my face, what? Huh? Oh, you're quiet now, huh? And like, again, I probably was in the wrong at that point because again, drinking, but that was the one time that I was just like, he, I think he was just surprised at how much I went off on him in Japanese because I just right. started. Just, and he was like, mm. finished his food and just left. I was like, but yeah, that's another one of those kind of like, uh, like cultural things where it's like you know for japanese people it's like not direct confrontational you'll Mm -hmm. say it into the air and everybody's supposed to pick up on it right right? right.
2: until the air strikes back right yeah yeah right right (laughs) 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 that breeze (laughs) is getting kind of brisk huh Yeah, man, that, that was pretty crazy. I mean, it's like the, you took the shocking to the next
0: level, you know? Exactly. It's like, <laughs> like you're shocked. I'm shocked too. I'm gonna give my shockness to you. I think because that at the end of it, I was also surprised because I think that was also one of like you know how, I like everybody has like milestones when it's like oh my language is kind of getting good, right? I could like show a strong emotion in a language that wasn't mine, like off the cuss right? Because you know whenever you're just. Prepared and just talking like this, you can speak. But like when you get mad and flustered, your own language starts becoming difficult, right? So the fact that I was actually able to keep it together and make coherent sentences, I was like, oh, wow! I guess I guess I am getting a little bit better at this, huh? Like,
1: woo, woo. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, this is so. Has there ever been like language type things like either? To an advantage or disadvantage in the workplace, you feel like?
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Naturally, the disadvantage would be easier, just because, you know, sometimes you might not have the words of vocabulary to say stuff, or um, and thankfully uh, while I was at work, my my like my bosses and stuff were like really understanding. Because there would be some times where um like we'd be we would talk about like some kind of system or something that we're trying to implement into the game. And like, you know, they would say something and I would tell them just straight up. I would just be like, Hey, I do not agree with this, but I don't have the language to explain clearly why I don't agree and how I would go otherwise. So if you could give me like two hours or like this next time we have the meeting, I would like to bring this back up with you. And thankfully they'd be like, you know, okay, yeah, sure. Go and gather your thoughts, you know, get what you got to say. Because again, like my language got kind of very specific to what I was doing. So there was a lot of times where you know I'd be looking at something I was like, all right, how do I say okay? So he turns his upper body ninety degrees. Okay, how do you say upper body? How no, that know it? No, doesn't make sense. So I'd have to look stuff up. Be like, ah, johanshin. 上身, okay, johanshin wa twist, twist. Okay, look that up. Hineru. Okay, tokimawashi, han and like like just all <laughs> these like very specific motion things that would take me a minute to go ahead and get through just because you know. It's not stuff that i was commonly taught or people are commonly taught in the textbook right so that was one thing also on the other hand like because of um just being bilingual to no fault of anybody i think it's just anybody who is not on the way to bilingual doesn't really understand this but there's a real big misconception i think that like oh you speak these two languages therefore translating this should be no problem for you right it's like so they'll give you work on top of your work because oh you speak both languages so you just get it done it's like no because even localization like localizing it aside getting like you know that kind of stuff together it's like you still have to be like all right well you know this type of phrase just doesn't make sense to like you know if i were to translate it one to one so now i have to figure out like what this is trying to say how these sentences because there's also times where it's like the sentence structure itself like you'll see a sentence in japanese that just works better as two separate sentences and but like if you're just doing it one-to-one then it just becomes this kind of weird awkward run-on sentence and so i would say that's kind of like a that can be a somewhat of a detriment if you if translating is not your main job you'll just get translating work because oh you speak both languages so it's easy for you right which is absolutely not the case right
1: right like there's a lot of words that don't have like a one-to-one um exactly we were just discussing this on a different podcast. Like We talked yeah. to this one guy who allegedly, is he claims to be native level. But then <laughs> <laughs> we, we tested him. We were like, uh, we, we were just talking about this word uh, controversy. And, and I was oh. like, oh, how do you say it in Japanese? And he, he couldn't think of it. Like Maybe, yeah. maybe you can think of it, a Jap- the Japanese word that means controversy. We've been in Japan longer.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. See, I... Wow, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like if I heard it, I would be able to... Somewhat be like, oh that I could kind of ballpark it, right. but like, you know, off the top of my head, I cannot think of the word for controversy. Right. It is
2: controversial.
1: Like, oh, it this is controversial.
0: <laughs> there is no word for controversy in Japanese. Also, like there's there's no one word for procrastination in Japanese. Like right. the idea of procrastination, you have to break it up into two separate things. It's either like you're you get distracted by a whole bunch of other things, or you're just putting something off because you don't feel like doing it. But right, procrastination right. encapsulates both of those terminologies. So, mm-hmm. like maybe Japanese people that, just don't—they don't procrastinate. This is yeah, not yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. it just makes it hard sometimes. Like I like to play with language what, when I can, and so sometimes it's like I'll have like a very specific feeling or a very specific thing I want to say, and I'm just like I don't know how to say this, and then I end up asking like four different people and come to the conclusion of oh th- this just the idea of this alone doesn't exist in Japanese, let alone a word for it. Though I did luck out, my favorite English word also has a Japanese equivalent.
1: W- What's your favorite, favorite English word? So man? in
0: Japanese, it's Sogai Hosu In English, that's defenestration. Defenestration oh, okay. is the act of throwing something or someone through a window. Yeah, I can <laughs> Specifically, through day. a window. <laughs> It's <laughs> an oddly specific word to have a direct one to one. Oh, God, I love that word. I used to threaten my little brother with that word all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd look at my mom and I'm like, Mom, I'm about to defenestrate this kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that did it come up at work a lot? Actually, you know, working on a fighting game, it hasn't not come up at work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems like the, your character would defenestrate a lot of people in, yep. in the- Yeah. freaking- <laughs> Ah, like it's it's a great word. I love it. I'm gonna have to start using that word more often. Please do, please do. Make sure to defenestrate the like button. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't smash (laughs) that
0: like it. I like the way you think. Let's go for it. (laughs) That's right. That's right, Let's Get it.
1: I guess like on on the on like the cultural side of Japan, have you ever had a moment or experience where like you felt like oh I kind of want to leave Japan because I feel like the people we've talked to who live in Japan a long time, there's always like Mm -hmm. a turning point where. Like they could leave and they do leave or they could leave, they didn't leave and then they, lo- they just like stay in Japan.
0: I think make that question a little bit harder to answer straightforward than not right. just because the way I look at my time in Japan is that just to summarize it is like my adventure is not over. I really just kind of look at everything as a chance, like kind of, you know, coming to Japan was a chance, like, you know, transferring full time into the school was like, you know, the opportunity is there, let's take the chance job hunting, the is there, let's take the chance. So I think because of that, like, I don't settle, I guess. I don't know how to right. put it in a way that doesn't make it sound like I'm trying to pat myself on the back so much I might throw out my elbow. They're kind of but like yeah, quests like, in a video game or something. Yeah, quests, yeah, 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 exactly. That, that's the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm basically just stuck on side quests. And if the main story happens to run into it, then let's go for it. That's basically the best way I can put it. Your
2: arcs, like it's the filler right now, but the main story is going to come and hit it soon. Exactly. you're going to be exactly. the next big arc. Yeah. So,
0: and so, yeah, like, I mean, that's really just how I treat my entire life. There's always been the inkling and like the option of, you know, going back to America, obviously. I do kind of factor that into my, uh, just how I, I guess, set everything up. I guess, and still a gaming with private, but, um, I always would tell myself that, like, I want to set up my life as like a game of chess so in a game of chess you don't try to make one checkmate you set up a whole bunch of different possible checkmates so that way if options a and c fall through hopefully you still have b and d right so i think with that kind of thinking i really haven't had a huge turning point of like this makes me want to go home there's definitely been times where i felt like you know x y and z is hot nonsense and i definitely do feel like i am well outside of the honeymoon period of thinking that oh japan's such a beautiful place everybody's so nice and so it's like no there's like tatemai and there's all kinds of nonsense but when i think about it america has all kinds of nonsense in it too there's not going to be any place that i go on this planet that after a while i'm not going to realize how just ridiculous humans are because humans just be doing human things right so again just a really long-winded way of saying like I've had moments where I would think like, oh man, like it would be easier. For example, like it would be easier if I worked at a company where English was a primary language, (laughs) right? I like driving and so it'd be easier for me to go back to America if, you know, I wanted to go ahead and get a car and just be able to drive around, right? The way I say it is the good outweighs the bad by a long shot, even though like, you know, kind of annoyances do crop up. I have so many awesome and fun stories that I've just run into just because I'm a foreigner in Japan that it's like, yeah, my adventure's not yet over. I'm still running these side quests and I'm a, I'm, I'm, enjoying it.
2: Jason, I think this is the perfect time talking about side quests, adventures, yes. Yes. arcs. I know this is something you've been working on because you know it's time for the Korikara message. I know back from America all the way to studying abroad, to getting your job, all the way learning Japanese, and mm. now, working up your way to this point, the one main quest, the, the main quest of them all was to create the perfect Korakara message. So, <laughs> I know it is that time, so I'm it gonna is. go put the bright lights on you here, Jason. I, I can't wait to hear it. I mean, I know I know you've been how long you've been working on it, so let's hear it,
0: man. So it's gonna be a two-pronged message. The first message is kind of just what I was saying earlier. Just try stuff. If you want to do something and you have the means to go about doing it, do it especially if you weigh the uh like the uh benefits versus like the possible you know oh what can happen if i fail right you know like they always tell you you know if there's like some guy or girl that you like ask them what's the worst that could happen they say no thanks and then you just move on with your life right like i've heard so many times of like oh, i want to go to japan but i want to go to japan but i want to try this but i want to learn this but just make sure that that but is not just you trying to protect your own ego Because a lot of times it's really easy to say, I don't want to try because I don't want my ego to get bruised by failing. But if you never fail, then you probably haven't really succeeded. That's message one. Message two, I would also say humans are human. Like there's kind of on the same thing, you know, people talk about like, oh, people in Japan, this people in Japan, that and stuff. What I found is especially like people just asking me like, oh, how do you make friends in Japan? It's like, well, try being a decent person. That seems to work for most human beings on this planet, like cultural things aside, like, you know, that might get in the way here and there, but for most part, you know, when you say thank you to, when you show appreciation to somebody, like, they'll be happy if you punch somebody in the stomach, they're probably going to hold the stomach and double over, like, humans are humans so don't forget that and just make sure to treat everybody the way you want to be treated all right thanks
1: for making the end of the podcast comment down below if you've seen jason on dogan's channel before
2: but of course you know we gotta go shout out our patrons cedric rory ferraz kevin allen darren drew jack joey k 90 meredith mksxn polar suzu yui Sadboy, and brit vs japan <laughs>